0: Good morning, I'm Jeff Tovers, CEO of Applied Innovations. And Applied Innovations is a managed cloud IT and cybersecurity company. We help businesses identify risk and address it before it becomes a problem. Usually these issues are related to their technology. But today we're finding a lot of businesses, uh, uh, business leaders, CEOs and owners are having a a number of issues. And I've been doing a, a series of cyber side chats Related to this, today I have the pleasure of having Oren Rosenfeld with me. Oren, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Thank you, Jess. Uh, My name's Oren Rosenfeld. My firm is called Rosenfeld Realty Advisors. We are a commercial real estate firm and we help businesses with their real estate. We also represent landlords uh, in dispositions of their commercial properties. And uh, it's a crazy time right now for everyone who has a lease or owns a commercial property. And as you can imagine, people have a lot of questions right now.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting time. Um, I had a, a chat with a bunch of the CEOs and a pair group I'm in yesterday. <clears throat> and Pardon me, I'm coughing like crazy all of a sudden since we're on video. Um, for those people that are wondering, hey, where's this good looking uh, Oren guy at? Oren, unfortunately, didn't have a webcam. Um, readily accessible. He could have used his phone and whatnot, but he wanted to use a webcam. Didn't have it available. You can't really find them right now because everybody's rushing out and buying everything and anything that's there as they're looking to work remote, but they'll be available soon. Um, Orin, let's get right to probably the number one thing that's on everyone's mind, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, dude.
1: It's a big win for Florida. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's hopefully the end of a dynasty. I mean, anyone not from New England, it's uh, it's a really a wonderful day. A lot of rumors being confirmed, and uh, yeah, I just hope that, uh, frankly, by the time football season starts, this all will be behind us, and uh, we'll be able to enjoy football as normal.
0: Yeah, yeah. As a as a Dolphins season ticket holder and Miami Dolphins fan, I'm certainly not heartbroken about that. So. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Hey, so let's talk about the the real estate stuff. So how's business?
1: You know, things are certainly down. I mean, right now what you're finding is a lot of folks that had been doing very well are finding all of a sudden their fortunes have turned drastically. So people who had been in the market to expand, add locations, things of that nature those plans have been shelved for the most part. Um, And now you're seeing, unfortunately, the other side of the coin where people are looking to reduce size and shed locations and things of that nature, which happen in a downturn.
0: Have you already started getting those phone calls?
1: I have not yet. I, I think that people are still, frankly, a little bit in shock uh, of this situation, which is, is certainly understandable. And, you know, right now things are happening so quickly that, you know, people are, I think, really trying to firm up their plans for everything. I mean, not just for their businesses, but for their families and their, their uh, you know, their, their portfolios and so forth. So it's at these times in my career, which has been a long one, I've seen a few of these downturns, is... When the stock market crashes, that's when people kind of tend to hide under their desks and uh, it's hard to reach them. They don't want to do anything. So I think people are starting to come out from under there because they're realizing that this is not going to be a short term issue and they better start dealing with the new reality. So, uh,
0: <clears throat> so you know, I had mentioned that I I had a, a call with my CEO pair group yesterday, and a few of the guys in the group are in the retail space. And um, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm really sorry about all the coughing. They were they were talking about um, looking for rent abatement, or you know, be able to maybe skip a month or two of, of rent with their landlords. I know in 2008 we ran through something similar to this. What are kind of the options that are out there, Orin?
1: people can well it's a great and uh, it always becomes a, a popular topic in this type of an economy so the answer is it depends on the tenant and it also depends on the landlord and so as far as the tenants are concerned I mean not all tenants are created equal and what I mean by that is for example if you have a you know say, 1,000-foot mom-and-pop dry-cleaning store, it's not as important to the landlord as, say, a 10,000-square-foot restaurant or, you know, a sporting goods store that's 25,000 feet. Those guys take up a lot more percentage of that center, and, uh, you know, they're obviously a lot more important to the well-being of the center if they left and so forth so they have more leverage. And then the other, the other part of that is um, the landlord themselves. I mean, the type of entity they are, for example, are they a publicly traded firm that, you know, will weather a storm like this more than likely, certainly much better than a individual landlord who has, you know, mounting debt service. And, you know, the biggest issue, what happens in these types of economic situations is that, you know, say whatever type of property, whether it be a shopping center, office property, whatever type of commercial property was bringing in, say, a million dollars a month in revenue, when people start going out of business, all of a sudden say that revenue is cut down to 500000 So now that owner has to worry about how is he going to pay his mortgage, how is he going to operate with this reduction? And is he going to be able to retain the property? Because in some cases, it just becomes prudent for the owner to say, you know what? This is no longer profitable. I'm going to give this back to the lender. So that's obviously uh, we're not close to that point yet, but that's where it all goes. And that's sort of how this how this works in a nutshell. From a so That's
0: interesting, right? Because because so that that landlord with that property, it's kind of in his best interest to work with his tenants. Then
1: I couldn't agree with you more, Jess. I mean, I've been on that side of the fence a few hundred times, and the good landlords figure out something that can work for both. And typically, it's somewhat of a temporary fix that can be handled in a number of different ways. One is to reduce a tenant's rent for a certain period of time and then increase that rent uh down the road uh another way is to you know abate months of rent and then tack that on later on in the lease either in the same year or at the end of the lease term there's a lot of different ways it can be done but the main thing is the communication between them and uh you know hopefully working together to make something that can work for both because if the tenant goes out of business it's a complete lose for both sides I mean the landlord has no revenue coming in and has a hole that he needs to fill in his shopping center office building yeah it's interesting
0: and it's interesting or you know when I was uh, in 2008 and 2007 when all this went through I actually had to my lease was up and we had to renew our lease and I remember the landlord actually reduced our square footage and put in a clause where it ramped up over a period of like five years and even gave us several months free rent. Um, it, was a, it was definitely a, a much appreciated change. We weren't, at, we weren't really impacted by the downturn yeah. since yeah. our business is more of an online business. But uh, if anything, it, it actually helped us. But uh, that was really nice because it's always nice. Any money you can save as a business owner, you know, drops directly to the bottom line and is as profit that you can use anywhere else to grow or do whatever with your business. So it's always a a big plus. What if I've got an office space today and I need less space and I'm in the middle of my lease, what what are kind of my options?
1: Well, that's a, that's the question. I think that's uh, one of the biggest today. So there's something that, can be done, which is called a lease recast. So, effectively, what it is is either tearing up your current lease or adding to the back of it and basically creating a new lease. And that is something, again, in everyone's best interests. I mean, for example, if a tenant has 10,000 square feet and all of a sudden dict- circumstances dictate that they now need 5,000 feet. It's in the landlord's best interest, as well as the tenants, to do a new lease and say, "Hey, look, let's put me in a 5,000 square foot space that makes sense, and I'll commit to another five years of lease term, and you know we can both move on and be happy." Of course, the landlord, you know, doesn't have to do this. I mean, they could say, "Hey, look, you entered into this lease. You, you know, you owe me whatever it is. You have 10,000 feet." Your options are to sublease this, or uh, or to go bankrupt, or, or whatever. It's not my issue. So, uh, as you mentioned before, a proactive landlord can really make a whole lot of difference in these types of situations by, you know, just doing the right thing and and uh, obviously looking at the bigger picture.
0: What if uh what what if things go really bad and I have to get out of my lease?
1: So. There are a few options in those circumstances. Um, The cleanest way out for a tenant is what we call a lease buyout. And in that circumstance, a negotiation is held to come up with an amount that a landlord will accept to forgo the remaining lease obligations. And this can be an enormous benefit. For example, say a tenant a year ago signed a five-year lease. So now all of a sudden in there are restaurants. So they have no business. In fact, they're shut down. So they literally have no way to make any revenue. Although some of them are doing takeout, whatever, but let's just say for this circumstance. So now he goes to the landlord and says, Hey, I have four years left on my lease, but I can't make any money. I want to leave. So the landlords rarely say, Hey, no problem. Walk away. I'll just tear this up. They say, well, you owe me, say, $400,000 over the next four years. What do you propose? So there the negotiation begins. And so, you know, these things can range anywhere from three months to one year to even more so that a tenant would pay to get out of the lease. And the landlord would agree to this amount and just forgo the rest of the lease. and And the tenant is free.
0: In your experience, Um, Warren, do businesses tend to make that as a lump sum payment? Do they work out terms on that?
1: It's 100% negotiable, Jess. And, you know, as you can imagine, sort of the different types of landlord entities may dictate the different scenarios that take place. Um, The more liquid landlords, the more, you know, the larger institutional publicly traded type of landlords, the way they want to do things. So... It really does depend Um, then there's your traditional routes of subleasing your space or assigning your lease which are very similar but effectively finding somebody else to take on your obligation typically at a discount and in this type of economic situation those are typically heavily discounted so you have a tenant say for example paying $20 a foot With 10,000 feet, all of a sudden he needs 5,000 feet. He's trying to find somebody else to take on that 5,000 feet. He'll be lucky if he can get someone paying $15 a foot. So he's losing $5 a foot on half of his space in that circumstance. And you could say, well, that's not so great. But (laughs) the other side of the coin is, hey, he's only losing $5 a foot on the space and he's still able to operate his business under you know, new lower revenue circumstances, but at least he's still alive and operating, so.
0: That's interesting. So, you know, Orrin, I I want your opinion on something. You know, uh, about, I don't know, 15 months ago, I guess it was now, we made the decision to go virtual as a company. You know, we're predominantly an online company. Our servers and whatnot were in a, a carrier hotel or they were, you know, in the cloud with Azure and Amazon, that type of thing. And uh, we just didn't need the office space. Our team was accustomed to working from home because we had done it uh, one day a week for a number of years. And uh, when I was looking at office space at the time, office space was at a premium. And it it just didn't make sense to sign a long-term premium contract for office space at the time. So I went ahead and went with the option to, to go virtual Do you think as we come out of this that we're going to see more companies going virtual and that they're going to be less of a demand for office space or do you think it's going to remain the same?
1: Well, it's a great point, Jess. And and I think that, first of all, I think you're correct. Uh, This situation is literally changing how we do many things as a society. But this is clearly one of the things that is going to impact quite a bit is the commercial real estate industry. I mean, right now the largest firms are forcing their employees to be virtual. And a lot of companies that had, you know, done a lot of face to face meetings have done now shifted have they have another choice to video conferencing and 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 you know that type of thing. So it is something that is going to linger once this is done. I think business is going to change somewhat how we've been doing things as a result of this. And yes, if you think about really so many different different types of real estate that'll be in, you know, impacted. I mean, just for example, a few things I've been thinking about, sadly, I mean, the movie theater business, right? It's over. I mean, people are not going to movie theaters now. And they're not going to be able to for some time. And when this comes back, are enough people going to go there in time to, to save this as an industry? I don't think so. I mean, people are now are going to be you know, trained for the next however many months to stay home and watch all their movies, everything online. And in fact, I believe the movie theaters have adjusted to put the new movies directly online without going to a movie theater. So how is that ever going to come back? I don't think it will.
0: That's that's and- interesting, right? Because Universal <laughs> announced that they're doing that. And if these guys are putting first run movies direct to stream, they're able to capture more of that revenue from the end customer, then why? That's actually a good I point. I didn't think about that.
1: And and I mean it's it's very unfortunate, but there are just I think a lot of businesses that are going to be in the situation i mean listen restaurants and retail stores are not built to be shut down for more than 30 to 60 days and then bounce right back in that just isn't how those you know those businesses are are made for the most part and once this lags on they will not be able to recover And that is part of the biggest crisis right now of how do you, you know, handle the payment of all these workers that were, you know, sort of paycheck to paycheck or month to month working in these stores and restaurants, what happens now that they can't work and so forth. And so, yeah, I mean, and that, that's another, you know, that we're talking about now. So there's a whole other category of of, of commercial real estate that will be impacted. So you have the retail, Right. You have the stores, restaurants, bars, nightclubs, all of which are closed now. All of those people, you know, the revenue sources shut off. uh, You know, that is going to be bringing back a lot of vacant space to the market sooner than later. And uh, that's a whole other segment of uh, the whole economy.
0: So with that in mind, what's happening with the pricing right now?
1: Well, I would say that commercial real estate is no different from most other things in the, in the world right now, which pricing is plummeting down. Um, and you know, the scary thing with this and everything else is no, one's really quite sure how far it goes. I mean, that is the question now, is it going to drop 10%? Is it going to drop 20%? Is it going to drop 50%? And you as a owner, or a tenant, or whatever, whatever you are, what do you do? And how do you bet on this? Do you say, hey, you know what, this is going to go on another 90 days, all I have to do is batten down the hatches, or hey, you know, if I get through this, my revenue is going to be maybe half of what it was. So how do I operate after, you know, not making money for 90 days, and then making half what I was? How does it work then? So people are trying to figure out how they're going to make things work, if they're going to be able to make them work at all. And with all this uncertainty, it's incredibly difficult to operate and plan for the future for so many businesses. It's uh, it's a very, very difficult time. And obviously, people are looking for advice, for answers, and uh, certainly understandable.
0: Yeah. So, Oren, when the when the last time we had a, a downturn, one of the lessons that, that I took away and a lot of people took away is that cash is king, right? The guy that comes out on the backside of that and has the cash is the guy that's able to get the best deals. Is it, is it a good time to start buying now or looking to buy? Or maybe it's a good time to sell and free up cash? Where are we on that landscape?
1: You know, it's, 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 it's a great question, Jess. I mean, listen, at the end of the day… I tell people, clients, friends, anybody, right now, if I was in the market for something big, whether it be commercial real estate or a car or what have you, I would tell them if they could wait, I would wait because I believe that pricing is still going down. Now, on the other hand, if you own a property, what do you do? And how do you bet on this thing? So do you say, hey, gee, I have this property and now it's worth half of what it was, do I sell it now before it goes to 20% of what it was? Or do I hold on because I'm really not going anywhere and I believe in two or three years this will come back and I'll be okay and I can wait for two or three years, so I'll be fine. So everybody is in their own different circumstances, kind of like we talked about before with the potential rent reductions. Every landlord is different and in a different situation. So it is, you know, again, a a larger institutional type of entity right now is certainly not going to sell. And in fact, that type of an entity is getting ready to buy when they feel that things are at a certain point in the cycle. um, I don't believe we're there yet. I believe that this is frankly just starting. And I believe that there will be a lot more downward movement. But at the same time, there will be what I term fear selling, and those are the folks that cannot afford to hold on to the long term, and they're going to look to sell very quickly now before they perceive more losses on their properties, so they want to get out while they can. And uh, they're always what they call vulture buyers out there that are just waiting for these types of environments. And in fact, uh, as I think you and I were both there together uh, when we heard a a wonderful presentation by a, a colleague of ours from Sun Capital Partners, a venture capital firm, he mentioned that in a typical year, there's $3 billion worth of deals being done. And given that the economy was so heated, there was $6 billion of capital waiting on the sidelines for something exactly like this to happen. And so soon enough, all of that capital will be deployed into distressed and discounted real estate for the future. And this is really where fortunes are made is when people can buy low, right? Mm -hmm. And this is uh, what we are coming into right now. And uh, it's just firming up, it's happening so quickly it's, it's difficult to quantify exactly how much and so forth because it's still fluctuating.
0: Yeah, that brings up an interesting point, though, because if there's all that capital sitting to the side, that recovery could go extremely fast because these guys could all be bidding against each other. There may not be a huge window for that, for that sweetheart deal.
1: Well, it's... I mean, we are... Usually in these circumstances, there (laughs) are a lot more sellers than buyers So
0: even with all that capital on the sideline though
1: Well, don't forget they're looking for all kinds of things in addition to real estate they're looking for businesses Which obviously the real estate is included in that but you know, they are looking for all kinds of opportunities and and You know, I just think that at this point with this just beginning, I would certainly not counsel a client to say, hey, now is the time. I would certainly wait another at least six months and see where pricing goes. Certainly, it isn't going to go up. That I can guarantee. Um, So that's just kind of everyone has their own. But again, I see things heading downward, and I don't believe the time to buy is quite here yet. But it's coming. It's coming.
0: Okay, good. That's good feedback. And then, um, well, let's let's take a different approach. Let's say business is booming, and I, I foresee business to continue to boom. Should I commit to a long term lease today?
1: Well, that's a great point, Jess. And again, this kind of goes back to individual tenants' needs and their operations. I mean, the the plus side of that right now, potentially, is that you would get a very low rate, a rate that you wouldn't have been able to get a month or two ago. And so, in theory, you want to lock that in for as long as you can. However, just like we were talking about pricing in the market, your question is, are you locking in now too high? I mean, what about in six months? It could be 10% less or 50% less. But that really isn't how most tenants operate with their leases. You have to do what your business has to do. So if you need something today, you have to do the best that you can today, and that's what, how it works. I mean, people's leases have finite ends and beginnings. So if your lease is coming up, say, in two months, you're gonna have to do something one way or the other. You don't have the luxury of, say, waiting for another six months or a year because your lease is expiring, so you either have to renew it or you know, move or, or what have you. So that is really speaks to everyone's individual needs. I, I think that there's benefits both ways. I mean, certainly if you go shorter right now, you have the flexibility and if things go lower, you're in a great situation. Um, if you go for a longer term lease, you have cost certainty. So it's easier for you to plan going forward since you know what your rent will be and so forth and so on. And you also know that you'll have your office or your store or your warehouse for a long period of time. You won't have to worry about, you know, the landlord raising the rents or what have you that, you know, will make it untenable for you to stay there. So I those guess. are really both sides of the coin.
0: Okay. And uh, Orin, where's the uh, where's the upside? I mean, we're hearing so much fear uncertainty, doubt, Where's the upside in all this?
1: Well, the upside really is for consumers that can weather the storm because the upside is going to be reduced rents, right? It's going to be reduced prices of properties. And it's going to be uh, reduced prices in general for consumers, lower gas prices, right? Taxes will reduce Um, So a lot of things will happen like that that will be beneficial for businesses and and families and so forth. So there's always some kind of a silver lining out there for those that can adjust to the new normal and the new economy.
0: All right. I think that's great feedback. And I I think that's great information that a lot of business owners need to hear, Oren, what else did we miss that you think we should really bring up that these individuals would want to hear?
1: Well, I think right now, one of the smartest things that people can do is to really take a look at your lease and see where you're at with that. Because again, you know, not everyone has the luxury of, of waiting things out and, and seeing where things go. I mean, again, if you have a lease coming up in the next year, Right now is a great time to be thinking about your options and potentially having conversation with your landlord as to what he's looking to do, what he's thinking and so forth. And these are the exact kinds of things that I help tenants do and represent them in their negotiations against their landlord to help them in these circumstances. And uh, this is only going to grow in importance as the economy gets worse and people's situations respectively, both the tenants and the landlords situations deteriorate. So as always, time is of the essence.
0: All right, well, Art, you're definitely a wealth of information and if people want to contact you, they just go to RosenfeldRealtyAdvisors.com. How else can they contact you?
1: Absolutely, uh, you know, we have certainly by phone, five six one seven five six. 1665. Uh, our email is uh, also orn at Rosenfeld com, And uh, we're obviously uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, hopefully it's easy to find us and contact us.
0: Yeah. You know, Oren, speaking of LinkedIn, you do one thing on LinkedIn that's really pretty awesome, and that's the posts you make on there. Uh, can you talk about that for a minute?
1: Absolutely. And I appreciate your bringing that up, Jess. Well, I've seen a lot of my competitors, um, their idea of spreading news is, hey, this property sold for X amount and that, that lease happened there and so forth. And I mean, to be honest, that really isn't helpful information. That's the kind of information you can read virtually anywhere. What I do every day is I try to educate Folks, as to what's happening in the market with commercial real estate and how it affects us locally and our businesses. So it's something that hopefully people can get something out of it, some value, and uh, take something away from it that they didn't know and they didn't understand and weren't aware of potentially. And that's something that I try to do that I've found that really nobody else in my industry does. And uh, not only does it make us a little bit different, but again, we're adding value where. I don't really feel any of these other companies are.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really good, Oren. I really enjoy those posts on a daily basis. I appreciate you doing that. I know you've gotten a ton of feedback because I've heard other people give you feedback on that too. And that's why I wanted to mention it. Well, we'll go ahead and, and end it here. I apologize if my coughing and the dog barking was distracting. Fortunately, we're all working from home and it is what it is these days. This is the new norm for us as things stand now. So that's what we deal with. Uh, Orrin, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for agreeing to do this. You have a wonderful day.
1: Thanks, Jess. You do the same.